Secret number four, work your way in, buy your way in. It was just weeks before we were going to officially launch ClickFunnels.com to the world. For the past 12 months, my co-founder, Todd Dickerson, has spent almost every waking moment painstakingly writing tens of thousands of lines of code. I had spent every last penny I'd earned trying to keep the doors of my little company open so that we could feed our families, all the while waiting for the launch of our new company that we believed would change the world. And it was almost go time. With one month left, Todd and our other co-founder, Dylan Jones, flew to Boise to grind out the last 10% of the code before we went live. Fueled by Red Bulls and a fire to see their baby come to life, they would code each night until 3 or 4 a.m., go back to the hotels for a short nap, and then back to the offices by 9 a.m. These were the days I would never forget. As the non-technical co-founder who had no skills in coding, I wasn't able to help during these hackathons, but I knew my role. When the cart opened on launch day, I needed to have a pipeline of people waiting and begging to sign up for their free trials. So while Todd and Dylan were coding, I was working on the Dream 100. For every platform, I would research and find the people who already had my dream customers, add them to my list, and then send them messages to introduce myself. My Dream 100 list grew into my Dream 200, and then my Dream 500, and by the time ClickFunnels was ready to go live, it had become my Dream 736. I remember looking at that list that day before the launch, thinking that these people had already congregated my dream customers and already had relationships with them. I just had to figure out a way to get my message in front of those audiences. Looking back just five years since that moment, it's amazing to look how far we've come in such a short period of time. This morning, as I'm writing this chapter, we just passed 100,648 active monthly paying customers using ClickFunnels. The majority of those members, my dream customers, came from the followings of the 736 people that I identified as my dream 100. Now, if you skip the exercise in secret two, please stop here and go back and do it. It's the key to filling your funnels with traffic. Remember, if you hired me for a $100,000 consulting day, this is the very first thing I would have you do. If you need help doing it, pretend like you just wired me 100 grand and then go and do it. The reason I emphasize this so much is because I've seen the companies that make eight and nine figures a year complete this vital step. Step one, dig your well before you're thirsty. Now you have your dream 100 and they have your dream customers. The next question you should be asking yourself is the same question I asked myself. How do I get my message in front of their audiences? The first key to the Dream 100 is that you need to dig your well before you're thirsty. In his networking book, Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty, Harvey McKay explained that if you want to build a business relationship with someone that's worthwhile, you have to start before you're ready to make the deal. The most common mistake that entrepreneurs make when they start their Dream 100 is to wait to start building relationships with those people until their product is ready. As soon as I identify someone as being part of my Dream 100, I immediately start digging my well. I personally do this in a few ways. First, I subscribe to everything that my Dream 100 are publishing. If they're on your Dream 100, they're probably publishing on at least one, if not many different platforms. I'll listen to their podcasts, read their blogs, watch their stories on Instagram, and join their email newsletters, because there will likely be a time in the near future that I'll have the chance to actually speak to them. I've met people in the past who have somehow made it through all of my gatekeepers and got a precious few minutes of my time, and I figured out within seconds that they didn't know who I was and only cared about what they thought I could do for them. These conversations never turned into anything fruitful for either of us. To avoid that situation, do your homework so that when your moment comes with your Dream 100 person, you're prepared to talk about them. Ask them questions about their life, things that they post, and topics that they care about. I also watch my Dream 100 are publishing because in the future, I might be creating ads for these same people. If I know the things that an individual member of my Dream 100 are saying to their followers, I can model the same language patterns in my messages. 
Usually when I tell people to subscribe to everything, they kind of freak out because they don't want to join over 100 people's email lists, subscribe to 100 podcasts, or follow over 100 influencers on Instagram. After all, it would take several hours a day to manage that, right? But the truth is, it actually won't. For the email newsletters, I create a new email address that is set up specifically for my Dream 100 campaign. And I use that new email address to join everyone's list. I make a filter that pushes each person's email instantly into a folder so that my inbox stays clean. That way, when I'm about to call or message a certain person, I can log into that email account, click on their folder, and quickly look at the last dozen or so emails and catch up on what they're publishing. I also only use social apps, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc., for two purposes. To produce and publish content and to spy on my Dream 100. I don't use them to be social because this is the fastest way to ruin your life. Okay, well, not really, but seriously, from this point forward, you should never look at yourself as a consumer of social media, but as a producer of it. You produce content and you pay close attention to what your Dream 100 is doing on each of these platforms. That's it. Personally, I spend about 15 minutes twice per day swiping through each app to keep my finger on the pulse of my market. And then I close my phone down and I get back to producing. After subscribing to my Dream 100's content, I try to buy some of their products. This allows me to see their funnels and what they're selling on their backend and get a good idea of what they're doing. We call this process funnel hacking, where you go through their sales process to get ideas of what is working in this market, as well as being able to get on their customer list to see what type of things they send to their customers. When you're a customer, you can tell them why you love their products. Few things build rapport better and faster than being able to tell someone that you're a happy customer. The third and the last thing I do is look for ways that I can serve my Dream 100. Remember, right now I'm not asking them to do anything for me. I'm digging my well before I'm thirsty to see what I can offer them. One of the best things I can do to help someone after buying their product or listening to their podcast or reading their blogs is to talk about it socially. I may make a post on my Facebook wall or on my Instagram stories talking about an awesome podcast I heard or a product I bought telling other people that they should go buy it while tagging my Dream 100 person in the post. I found that this is one of the easiest things I could do to get someone's attention and provide value to them, but it could also be anything from sending them a gift to creating videos or images that they can use for their own marketing. This process may seem like a lot of work, and it is, but it's the foundation for your entire company. Not only is the foundation for getting traffic, it's also the best way to figure out your place in the market ecosystem. What value do you have that you can provide to this market that's different? What problems are being unsolved by others in your Dream 100 that you are uniquely qualified to do? Seeing what your Dream 100 is promising and trying to sell to your dream customers, what hooks they are putting out and what offers they are making, what beliefs your market has will become the best market research you could ever do to figure out what the gaps are in the market and what offers you need to create. As discussed, when we launched ClickFunnels, I had built a very large Dream 100 list. My first goal was to dig my well before I was thirsty, which is the key step to do before you work your way in. I started doing this through four very strategic phases. Phase number one, day one through 14. I started the process of following my Dream 100 by subscribing and listening to the content that they were pushing out. During my twice a day, 15 minute social media binges, I would watch what each of my Dream 100 were doing and then I would look for things that resonated with me. I would quickly comment on what they were publishing, sharing what I thought was special and looking for ways that I could serve them. Phase two, day 15 to 30. I would then contact my Dream 100 through email, direct messages, etc., and open up a dialogue. My goal was never to pitch them anything during this time. Currently, I conservatively get over a thousand messages a day among all my social platforms, and there are some huge red flags that keep me from responding to people, as well as a few green lights that give me an open door where I actually respond. Red flag number one, don't send a templated message. So many times I see the copy and paste emails that have been sent to 500 other influencers that day, and these messages don't get a response. Write each person a personal message or don't send anything at all. 
Red flag number two, don't tell me your story yet. There will be a day and a time that your Dream 100 will care about your story, but it's not with the first message. You telling them your story is them serving you, and you have not built up the reciprocity yet. Serve first or they will never have a chance to serve you later. Pretend that you are trying to date your Dream 100 because you kind of are. Treat them right and one good relationship can be worth millions of dollars to you. But now that you've seen the red flags, let's talk about some of the green lights that make me want to respond. Green light number one, this isn't the first time I've ever seen your face. Most of my Dream 100 spent time publishing things they believe in. And if you don't think that they've read the comments on the things that they publish, you're wrong. Make sure they've seen your face actively participating in meaningful ways in the discussions that they create so that when you pop in their inbox or direct message, they recognize you. During this phase, you are selling you to the Dream 100, not your product. If they don't like you, they'll never want to know more about your product. Greenlight number two, they tell me how great I am. I know that sounds shallow, but come on, there's a reason we're doing this. I personally feel very uncomfortable when people give me direct praise, especially in front of other people, but I love reading it in comments or messages. And I remember the people who tell me how what I'm doing has impacted them. Green light number three, they've done their homework. They know who I am and what I care about. So when we do talk, they ask me about stuff that's important to me. When people ask me about my wife or my kids or wrestling or things that I'm really passionate about, I relate to them differently and I remember who they are. Green light number four, they don't ask for anything now. Just don't do it. Trust me. If you ask too early, the answer will always be no. There will be a time, but that time is not now. Phase number three, day 31 to 60. Make your dream 100 your fan. I never ask someone to promote something for me if they haven't experienced it. When we were launching ClickFunnels, I gave my Dream 100 free accounts with no strings attached so that they could use the product. When I was launching my book, I sent free copies. With my courses, I provide free access. Your best promoters will always be your biggest fans. After I plugged into each person on my Dream 100 and started the process of digging my well before I'm thirsty, there are now two ways I can get my message in front of my Dream 100's audiences. First, I can work my way in by getting traffic that I earn. Second, I can buy my way in by getting traffic that I control. Let me show you how each of these work. Step number two, work your way in, traffic that you earn. I want you to think about the last big blockbuster movie that you were excited to see. Usually it starts with the movie trailer getting linked online. From there, they start showing the trailer before all the other movies leading up to the premiere. With all that marketing, I think that most of us consumers are aware that it's happening. But then, usually about a week out from the big day, the covert marketing strategy that pushes everyone to watch the new movie on opening night begins. Hollywood knows that if they don't fill the theaters on launch day, then the sales for the life of the movie will suffer, so they pull out the big guns. What is Hollywood's covert strategy? Well, simply working their way into the Dream 100 just like you do. Do you notice what usually happens one week before a new movie or TV series premiere, music album, or book launch? Where do the lead actors, singers, or authors show up? They show up on TV. They put out a hook to grab curiosity. They tell a story to create desire, and they make an offer to get people out on opening night. That's it. They have their Dream 100, and they're working their way in. I was talking to Tony Robbins after his last book launch, and he said that between TV, radio, and the internet, he did over 260 interviews during the week he launched his book. While I'm sure that that week was intense for him, it also helped him sell millions of copies of his book for free by allowing him to work his way into the shows that already congregated his dream customers. Now, while it's easy for Hollywood to get booked on daily talk shows, oftentimes it's harder for smaller entrepreneurs like us. The good news is that you can utilize your Dream 100 in a way that is as powerful as, and sometimes even more powerful, than being on the big, nationally syndicated shows. These shows have a ton of people, but there's no targeting at all. By using your Dream 100, you're able to have your interview shown to the exact target market who is likely to buy your product or your service. 
When I launched Dotcom Seekers, I knew that I was going to spend a lot of money on paid ads. In other words, buying my way into my Dream 100. But I also wanted to get as much free initial traffic as possible. I started by sending a pre-release copy of my book to everyone on my Dream 100, including dozens of podcasters, bloggers, email list owners, and influencers. I wanted them to read the book, and if they liked it, I hoped that they would promote it to their followings. A few days later, I sent them a certified letter in the mail. I could have sent an email, but I wanted to make sure it got their attention telling them that if they liked the book, I would love to have them help promote the book on the launch date. I'd even be willing to pay them $20 for every book they sold. Almost instantly, I started getting responses from people on my Dream 100 list who now read my book and wanted to help me promote it on launch date. As I mentioned previously, one of the first responders was John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. He said that he loved the book and would love to do an interview with me about the book and have it go live on my launch day. We recorded an interview in the weeks leading up to our launch, and on the book launch day, his podcast also went live. From that one interview alone, we sold more than 500 copies of my new book, and that result was from just one of my Dream 100. We ended up getting dozens more people to help promote the book on their various platforms. On opening week, we sold tens of thousands of copies, and that book continues to be a bestseller to this day. When we launched Expert Secrets, I wanted to take the same strategy to the next level. We took our Dream 100, and as soon as I had a cover design for the book, I sent them a copy of the book with 300 blank pages inside. I hadn't started writing yet, but I wanted them to be aware that I was writing another book. As I got closer to my launch date, I sent them a copy of the book with the first four chapters in it to help them get excited. And as soon as I had the first unedited draft, I sent them another copy. They had a chance to see me create this book with them, and because of that, many of them had a vested interest in its success. We decided about a month before launch to coordinate a virtual book tour just like the bigwigs in Hollywood do if they were about to launch a new movie. I asked each of the Dream 100 if they would interview me on their platform, but we added a twist. I asked if they would add the person who runs my Facebook ads as a temporary user to their account so that I could add in my credit card and spend my money to buy ads through their ad account and point it to the interview on their platform. Here's an example of how it worked. About a decade ago, one of the first people on my Dream 100 list was Tony Robbins. To make a really, really long story short, I had the chance to meet him in person during one of his Unleash the Power Within events. I then went on to speak at his Business Mastery event in Fiji and was interviewed for his New Money Master DVD program. Yes, I had been digging my well for over a decade. I had tried to serve however and whenever he asked. And when Expert Secrets was done, I decided I was finally going to ask Tony for something. I asked if he'd be willing to interview me about my new book on his Facebook page. Now, this step is very important. I didn't want to interview him on my page because then only my people would see it. If he interviewed me on his page, then all of his, then, 3.2 million followers would see it. He agreed, and the second we started the interview, over 1,500 people watched live. When the interview was over, I asked Tony if I could spend my money to buy ads to that video through his profile, and I'd still pay him the $20 commission on every book he sold, in addition to me covering the cost of the ads. I tried to make this a huge win-win for him, and he said yes. During our launch week, that interview was seen by Tony's fans over 2.8 million times. Since then, it's had over 3.1 million views, and that result was from just one of my Dream 100. I ended up doing countless numbers of interviews on every possible platform, and during launch week, we sold over 71,248 copies of Expert Secrets. The average New York Times bestseller only sells about 10,000 copies during opening week. This is how we worked our way into the audiences of our Dream 100. Not all promotions are an interview, although I think that this is one of the easiest ways to illustrate this concept. Many of my Dream 100 had an email list, and they promoted my books to those lists by sending out an email recommending purchase of the book. Some wrote reviews and posted about it on their blogs, while others talked about it inside their Instagram stories. Everyone published to their own platform in different ways, so I let them do what was most comfortable for them. 
I will always be grateful to them for putting me in front of their audiences, my dream customers. Now, this concept isn't just a launch strategy. It can and should be a consistent part of your business. To this day, I still do multiple interviews each month for people who have a platform that want me to be on as a guest. I would recommend trying to do that at least two per week as a starting goal. This may seem like a lot, but it's how you fill your funnels with consistent leads. Usually at the end of the interview, the host will ask me what I'm working on or where I like people to go for more information, and I direct them towards whatever funnel we are focusing on at the time. Sometimes I'll tell them to get a free copy of one of my books, while other times it's to get a free trial at ClickFunnels, download a free report, or subscribe to my podcast. This can and should be a consistent part of your traffic strategy. This organic, earned traffic oftentimes converts at a much higher rate than almost any form of paid traffic. It's harder to scale, but your hottest, best buyers will typically come from an endorsement from your Dream 100. We call this earned traffic because you typically aren't paying for it with money. You are paying for it with your time. When people are getting started and don't have an advertising budget, I always recommend starting with earned traffic. The first eight years of my business were entirely fueled by earned traffic. I worked my way into my Dream 100, got in front of their audiences, and with their endorsements, drove traffic into my funnels. For those of you who are starting with a big budget who think that you can skip this part, I would be very careful. I found that paid ads will get you started more quickly, but the second you turn off the ads, the traffic stops. On the other hand, when you have been constantly and consistently working on earning traffic, your traffic will hit a point of critical mass where you can't turn it off even if you wanted to. In section two, I'll be going deeper into each of the platforms that we leverage, and I'll show you more specifics on how to get this earned traffic. For now, I just want you to understand the foundational concepts behind earned traffic and how it works. Now let me transition to the next type of traffic, traffic you control. Step three, buy your way in, traffic that you control. In a perfect world, every one of your Dream 100 would say yes and promote you to their audiences on all their platforms daily. You'd get unlimited free traffic and you'd never have to risk any money on ads and business would be really easy. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Typically, if I contact all of the 100 people on my list, I'll usually get about 30 that will say yes, they will help, and then usually only about 10 people will actually do any real promotion. Sometimes they're too busy or they get caught at a bad time, while other times they may just have a competing product. Honestly, sometimes they may look at you as their competitor or maybe just flat out hate you, and that's okay too. Just because you can't get them to promote you for free doesn't mean you can't still get in front of their audiences by running paid traffic. Yet you can even get in front of the audiences of the people who hate you. However, when I got started over 15 years ago, I was trying to sell my potato gun DVDs and other products I created. This wasn't an option. You had to work your way in. And if that person who controlled the traffic said no, you had no other options. But now, thanks to Facebook and now pretty much all social platforms, you can usually target the followings of your Dream 100 and show ads directly to them. Yes, that means that before Tony ever did a live interview and promoted expert secrets on his page, I had spent a decade buying ads on Facebook that only showed up to his followers. Now, while I'm digging my well and building relationships with people, at the same time, I'm buying my way into their audiences. I do this for a few reasons. First, it's faster. Paid ads can give you immediate feedback. I can turn an ad on and within minutes have people flooding into my funnels. Second, it gives me the ability to test out different hooks and see what things people in each of my Dream 100's audiences are clicking on. Before I did the interview with Tony, we tested dozens of headlines and images and ideas with his audience as ads and saw what things got the most clicks and engagement. Then, when I had the opportunity to be interviewed by Tony, I knew what his people actually wanted to hear and I could craft my message around that. Third, 90% of my Dream 100 will likely never actively promote me on their own, but I still want to get in front of their audiences, and this is the only way. It's not as powerful as an endorsed promotion, but it's the second best thing. 
Fourth, paid ads are how you scale a company fast. My number one goal with every funnel I create is to have a break-even funnel, where for each $1 we put into ads, we get back at least $1. You see, this is the big secret I share in Dotcom Secrets, which was proven with the launch of ClickFunnels. About a year after we launched ClickFunnels, we were approached by the first big venture capitalist company who wanted to give us funding. They had funded another Boise software startup and wanted to add another hypergrowth company to their portfolio. I went to lunch with one of the partners of the company to find out what they had in mind. As we started eating, he started to ask me questions that I've seen so many times while watching Shark Tank. How much does it cost for you to acquire a customer? I smiled knowing that he wouldn't understand my answer. And I said, well, we were paying about $250 to get a free ClickFunnels trial, but then we turned those paid ads off. Wait, what? That's a great CPA, cost per acquisition. With those numbers, if we were to give you $10 million, we could help add another 40,000 members. Not only would that make you worth a lot more, but we could also take another round of funding afterwards. I stuttered a little and then explained, uh, we actually turned them off because I'm paying for the ads out of my own pocket. I don't have the luxury to go $10 million in debt to get 40,000 members. Every customer I bring in needs to be profitable from day one. Then I showed him the dot-com secrets book funnel and explained that while it cost me about $23 on average in ads to sell a book, we actually made over $37 on average from every person who bought the book. Wait, that makes no sense. How do you make $37 selling a free book? You only charge $7.95 shipping and handling. I laughed and said, that's the big secret of a funnel. People paid me $7.95 for the book, but then we upsell our courses after they buy the book. I then went on to explain the concept further as I'm about to do for you right now. Because we can get lost in the weeds with numbers, I've broken it down as simply as possible into four steps a customer goes through. Be sure to reference the supplemental PDF to help you grasp how average cart value works. The product. We made $7.95 immediately from each person who bought the book. Total cart value, $7.95. I spent $23 in ads to acquire a customer, which made for a negative $15.05. Order form bump. On the order form, we had our first upsell for the audiobook, and 20.8% of our buyers added the $37 product to their order, otherwise known as a bump. New money collected for each buyer. $37 times 20.8% equals $7.70. Total average cart value, $7.95 plus $7.70 equals $15.65. I spent $23 in ads, which makes me negative $7.35. OTO number one. After the buyer's order, they immediately see the first of our two special upsells, which are also called one-time offers, or OTOs. Our first OTO was $97 for one of our online digital courses to help implement what they could learn in the book. This first OTO had 9.92% order conversion in a one-click upsell that allowed them to add it to their order without having to re-enter their credit card information. New money collected for each buyer, $97 times 9.92% equals $9.62. Total average cart value. $15.65 plus $9.62 equals $25.27. I spent $23 in ads, and we finally made a profit of $2.27. OTO number two. Then we offered a second OTO selling a course on how to get traffic into your funnels for $297. The second OTO had a 4.19% order conversion using a one-click upsell. New money collected for each buyer, $297 times 4.19% equals $12.44. Total average cart value, $25.27 plus $12.44 equals $37.71. I spent $23 to get a customer but with an average cart value of $37.71 in sales. We made a net profit for each new buyer who came into our funnel of $14.71. 
I continued, so when you do the math and add up all the orders, we averaged $37.71 in total sales for each book that was sold. We call the number the average cart value or ACV. After the customer bought the books, we used a follow-up funnel through emails, retargeting, messenger, and other follow-up tools to introduce them to ClickFunnels over the next 90 days. Because we acquired the customer profitably with our funnel before they were shown our software, we got a customer first and made a profit before we ever introduced them to the core product. And that's how we've been growing so fast without any outside funding. He sat there for a minute and said, if what you're saying is true, this will change business as we know it forever. I smiled and told him, yes, that is the message I've been called to bring to this world. You see, there are really only two ways to scale a company fast. The first is to take on outside funding and then use that money to either acquire other companies or pay to acquire customers. However, this way is lazy and inefficient and I don't recommend it. I liken the strategy to taking steroids to win a bodybuilding contest. Yes, you won, but you cheated. The better, smarter, and more efficient way to scale a business is to create a funnel that's profitable and then to put as much money into paid ads as possible. When you have a funnel that at least breaks even, then you don't have an advertising budget and you can spend as much money as you want without ever costing you anything to acquire customers. I remember when we had this realization with ClickFunnels. We'd been buying ads into our funnels and slowly growing them. We went from spending $100 per day to spending thousands per day. And our front-end break-even funnels that we're driving traffic to was making us money for each new customer that came into our door. Even better, a huge percentage of those customers then joined ClickFunnels and $97 per month, meaning that we no longer had an advertising budget. As long as we watched the ads closely to make sure that we didn't buy ads in places that weren't going to be at least break-even, we could grow fast. Soon we were spending over $25,000 per day and growing at a pace that no one had ever seen before. You might be asking yourself, which is better, control traffic or earn traffic? Is it better for you to work your way in or to buy your way in? The answer is, both are essential to the long-term success of your company. If you only focus on paid ads, you are left to the mercy of the networks that allowed you to buy the ads. If and or when Google or Facebook slaps or snaps, you can lose the lifeblood of your company overnight. If you only rely on earned traffic, you're completely relying on other people to get your message out to the market. While the blend of these two types of traffic is the key to building a solid foundation for your company, there's still one other type of traffic that trumps both earned and controlled traffic. Given the chance to have only one, I'd always choose this third and last type of traffic, traffic that you own.